Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomian Temper and Temporality Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 16. The Letters The Professor Astrid and Jane were stood in a drawing-room packed with furniture and paintings, as though a much larger room had been condensed down to fit the household. The fluttering of pages caught the Professor's ear as Astrid lowered herself into a comfortable chair, and Jane's eyes widened in surprise. "'This is my home!' she grinned. "'For Sydney Place! This is my real home!' Astrid, your chronometer, prompted the professor. Astrid took it from her pocket and opened it. 1804, she read. The very year Mr. Riley meant to marry me, Jane mused. The year I left Manidown, and took residence in Wickfield Park with Mr. Rivers. The year I... <sighs> I remember it all. She dropped down onto another chair, and the professor knelt beside her. What's going on? asked Astrid. That nexus thing, is it still out there? No, that's gone. But I'm afraid, Jane, there's to be a long-lasting side effect of your making contact with Mrs. Camberwell, the professor said quietly, looking into Jane's eyes. It will subside in discomfort, but I'm afraid those memories are yours to keep forever. Every chain from that blasted web, frowned Jane. Every version of my history come to naught but still in my mind. That's about the size of it, yes though I cannot think of a more appropriate mind to hold such wisdom beyond its years, dear heart. The professor smiled and then got to her feet, returning her attention to the faint rustling noise underscoring her words. What must I do now? asked Jane. Anything you like, Astrid replied. Just don't go getting itched to no surly-looking men. Is he out there, do you think? Jane asked the professor, who was slowly pacing the room trying to pinpoint the mysterious sound. Oh, no, I think you were well rid of Mr. Revelle, Miss Austin, she remarked with a distracted air. What happened back there with you two, then? asked Astrid. I sent him packing. That's all that matters. Aha! The professor stood before a bureau, grasped the handle of one of the drawers and pulled it open. What have we here? She retrieved a thick pile of papers from inside. My letters from Cassandra, said Jane. You and your bleeding letters, muttered Astrid. Mind your language, young lady, Jane retorted. Some things never change, Astrid said with a smile. Recalling the memories of Mrs. Camberwell, Jane returned the grin. Most curious, the professor frowned as she examined the letters. The writing on the paper twisted and writhed, forming different words every few seconds. Dates and addresses changed, only the names Jane and Cassandra remaining constant. What's the matter? Jane inquired. Another marker of residual energy from the Nexus, I should think, the professor answered, though her companions were none the wiser for the explanation. Much like yourself, these letters hold more than one history. I'm afraid I shall have to ask you to dispose of them. Of course, Jane agreed. And you must implore Cassandra to do the same. I shall. You can trust her? As I would trust you, dear heart. Jane walked over to the professor and took the letters from her. Setting them aside, she held the professor's hands and looked into her eyes. 
However can I repay you for the kindness you have shown me? The professor spent a moment in silence, then said, Live a good life, better than any that Ravel had planned for you. A new life? It would be appropriate to embark on such a venture with a new friend, said Jane, looking momentarily down at the floor. I know the story of Jane Austen, the professor said with a trace of regret, and I know that there is no chapter within its pages for me. But to have enjoyed these scant few paragraphs of it shall for ever have been my privilege. She leant forward and kissed Jane's cheek. Astrid smiled sadly and looked out through the window. I shall remember you always, Jane promised. Memories, yes, the professor said with a hint of realisation. I had forgotten one facet of Mr. Ravel's plan. In order to try and change your history, he required a copy of your mind, a complete copy. I suspect before your story is done he may visit you again. Don't be scared. He will do you no harm, and you mustn't attempt to stop him. Though remedied, his interference is part of history and must be protected. Will you do that for me? Yes, Jane whispered. Now we must be going. We have our transport to locate before night falls. I fancy it was somewhere nearby. Fortunately, I'm an expert navigator. Come along, Astrid, we must make haste. The professor opened the door for Astrid who rose from her chair and held out a hand to Jane, who shook it warmly. "'Nice to meet you,' Astrid beamed, and strode out of the door. The professor and Jane both chuckled at her chipper farewell, then looked to one another one last time. "'Farewell, Miss Austin,' the professor smiled. "'One moment, professor,' Jane implored. "'I have entrusted you with my life, and yet... "'I do not know your name.' The professor paused, then answered. Professor Elizabeth Cronomier, at your service. Farewell, Elizabeth, said Jane, and the professor closed the door. The sun beat down on the emerald green fields as the professor and Astrid trampled through the long grass. Reaching the top of the rolling hill, they looked down upon the countryside, and sure enough, standing where it had been three years previously, was the professor's time machine. There she is, beamed the professor. Not a speck of rust on her. How the hell did no one clock it in three years? exclaimed Astrid. Clock it? <laughs> Very good, the professor chuckled, though Astrid seemed not to catch her own joke. Yes, well, we're off the beaten track, so I can't imagine many had the chance of seeing her, and people do tend to ignore the things they don't understand. Astrid shook her head and marched on. The professor hesitated. Ravel's words came back to her mind as she watched her companion. I scanned her inside the Nexus, of course, he had said. Young Astrid has quite the history. And then another voice, from back in 1593. The Wraith, a creature of the Time Vortex, had warned her. The Wraith will come for you, Professor! You and the little lost child! A cold shiver passed through her as she watched her friend in the distance before taking a deep breath and running to catch her up. Making their way through the now overgrown field, they reached the machine, which had become entangled in the vegetation after years of standing alone. "'Oh, you darling old thing, did you miss us?' cooed the professor, pulling strands of grass from between the instruments. Astrid lent a hand before they both stepped up onto the marble platform at the centre of the tall brass pillars. 
The professor took hold of one of the levers and pulled it gently. Sure enough, the liquid in the maze of glass bottles and flasks began to bubble, and a familiar hum of energy rose through the machine. The copper blades hanging over the frame of the craft began slowly to rotate. Oh, she's ready, the professor said with a tremulous excitement. There's one thing I want to know before we head off, said Astrid. Of course, dear heart, of course. Back at the wedding you had that glass contraption in your hands. Terminate Nexus, it said. Was you about to blow us all to kingdom come? The professor shifted uneasily. Well, it was the only way of stopping Ravel from ensuring his new version of Jane's history took hold. I could delete all of his alternate timelines and, at a guess, the original would snap back into being. <laughs> a guess? Astrid laughed. And what about us? Would we have ended up back here? Quite possibly, quite possibly. But there are greater concerns than you or I, Astrid. Jane Austen's life needed protecting more than ours. I get you. Fighting a good fight, us two. We are indeed, the professor smiled. So, you reckon that's the end of old Ravel, then? asked Astrid. I believe so, the professor mused. As for the rest of his agency, I dread to think. They've got no chance with us on their case, Astrid nodded confidently. Indeed, they don't. The professor pondered a familiar phrase for a few moments. Angry people are not always wise, she recited, then glanced up at the hourglass hanging in its gyroscope and took hold of it. She looked back to Astrid. Shall we? Might as well, Astrid replied. The professor threw the hourglass into motion, and energy crackled and sparked across the brass pillars. The copper blades rotated faster and faster, the whoosh of their flight harmonising with the ethereal hum emanating from the heart of the machine. With a flash of light they were gone, leaving only the threads of greenery waving in the breeze. The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier Temper and Temporality An Unbound Theatre Production Written by Dario Knight And performed by Erica Sanderson With music by Kevin MacLeod <laughs>